It's showtime! Courtney versus the Bellas. Everyone knows I hate the Bellas. You're fucking dead. Drunk's mic. Mr. Fucking News? Mr. Fucking News! He looked a bit like Blade. Um, yeah, I know who he is. I thought he was fucking dead or fucking, you know, in a fucking wheelchair. Cassie Lee. The man. The legend. The man that made all this possible. Oh, captain, my captain. Four hundred episodes, that's crazy. Episode four hundred, that's insane. Um, I just thought I would pass by and uh, say congratulations to everybody at Max Wrestling on this insane achievement. And I hope you guys have, uh, well, here's to another four hundred more. Until I see you again, see ya. Hey yo, it's November 10th, 2022, and you know what that means. Welcome to the 400th episode of Max Wrestling. This is your captain speaking, along with El Jefe Moses Marquez. Top of the morning, happy 400 to the world out there. How this lineup has changed over the years. You're telling me. (laughs) Co-host after co-host, name after name after name, and now this is where we is. Yup. Um, and speaking of co-hosts, former co-host, thank you to Evan Money McCabe there in the intro. Hugely valued icon of match wrestling. You will see and hear more from Evan during the show. We're also going to hear from Mikey Mike, Michael Larkin. Um, maybe a few other voices from the past too. Who knows what's going to drop by um, as we relive our memories. But first of all, uh, 400 episodes in. Another growth in YouTube last week. Um, We also broke the previous 2022 record on Facebook that we set last week. Let's go. (laughs) We're just breaking records, baby. Um, Max Wrestling is a fucking juggernaut right now. Hey, dude, I'm telling you, we're taking over, man. Slowly but surely. And we are speeding right towards Promo Series 7 in two weeks' time. Um, And I can promise you, you're not going to want to miss it. No, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> um, and as it's a 400 episode, in the spirit of competition and for old times' sakes, um, we were going to have some good old school trivia, but as it's just the two of us, I'm going to present Moses with some questions anyway, just for fun. And oh. at the end of it, you get to pick somebody for me to, well, pick a wrestler for me to cut a 60-second classic promo on. Oh, we're show. going out old. I we're love going this. old, old school. Let's go. <laughs> Um, so before we begin, remember to like and sub to us on youtube.com slash maxwrestling and follow us on social media at maxwrestlinguk. Um, and speaking of social media, I don't know how many other people have jumped on board, but a lot of celebrities are leaving Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. One platform they're using is Mastodon, so I don't know if Mastodon's going to take off, but if it does, I've already secured the Max Wrestling username. Oh, let's go. We're jumping ahead, baby. <laughs> 
jumping ahead of Elon Musk. Fuck Elon Musk. Fuck that guy. Charge uh, me so, for Twitter. Are you out of your mind? I'm going to need about $8. $8. You can $8 your ass out that fucking door, partner. Uh, so headline this week, I think easily it is Austin Fury's failed cash in. What a fucking um, nerd. I don't think it's not so much the fact that he failed his cash in. It's the fact that the cash in made no sense. Nope. That's why he's a nerd. <laughs> um, first of all, it's an open challenge, so you don't need to use the briefcase. You, it's literally a challenge that you can answer for free. Um, so free. Second of all, of course, it was a mid-card title. Now, we did hear a couple of weeks ago that they were planning something that's never been done before with money in the bank, and we all thought it was going to be they're going to let him hold it for a full year. Um, and then it'll be like a countdown on the final night. He's got this much of time to cash it in. Is he going to do it by the end of the night? Which would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, it would have been. Could have been, should have been. Um, But this really is uncharacteristic of Triple H, who's made some incredibly good decisions in the last, what, four months that he's, he's taken over. And this one just makes absolutely no sense. No, no arguments here. It makes zero sense at all. Um, the guy went from being um, the, the kid that you thought was going to totally take over the entire, I guess, bloodline, if you were, he was going to be the guy to dethrone Roman. Oh, he's getting pushed by VK. He's the new Shane. He's the new favorite toy. The, 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 and then old man's gone. He he uses his fucking money in the bank for an open challenge, which is still to this, just, just saying it baffles me. Just saying it baffles me. Reading it in headlines baffles me because it's like, huh? It, it but, reminds me of an old joke. Why are you carrying a car door in the desert in case it gets hot and I need to open it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there you, it, it, wow. <laughs> uh, but see, now this one, it, in a little bit, it kind of reminds me of uh, how Damian Sandow went down. He yeah. fucking announced it and challenged John Cena in this whole night. I'm like, motherfucker, it's supposed to be a surprise. He also beat the shit out of Cena first and still lost. Exactly. But see, at least he looked credible in this. Yeah. It, this one was talk about looking like a geek, like the ultimate geek. And I don't know if that was meant to be the Triple H's thing. Is he's meant to be the geek now? Or if this is his way of writing him off TV to rebuild him a little bit or something. I don't know. All I know is, is like I used I didn't really care about Austin Theory. Now I give absolutely no fucks. It also goes back to when he first won the briefcase and he had that promo segment with Roman and Roman was just like, you have no idea what to do with that thing. No. And uh, he was telling the truth. He was telling the truth if that's what happened. But on the flip side, I thought about it from both sides. And I'm trying to think of a way out of this shitty situation that would make sense. All oh, I can God. think of is now, pardon the pun, but I have a theory. Uh, so what if next week Triple H comes out and says, A... It was already an open challenge. And B, it clearly states in the contract that it's for a world title. Therefore, the cash-in was null and void. That would be... Okay. God. That would also I, keep in the idea that Fury's an idiot. I mean, you that is the narrative of all narratives right now. It's he is a fucking idiot. And that's fine. Keep that narrative. If it works for him, it works for him. Um... However, I don't know if you could backtrack though. There's all this goddamn media, all that printing of failed cash in, Austerius fails the cash in, the, the, the failed cash in, all that. It you can't unwipe that from the internet. 
especially no. after multiple days. Now, if you want to, you can. I mean, or, or let me let me. If you want to ignore it, is what I should say, and just say like, "Oh, it never happened." Like the E has done before. I don't think anybody would get mad at it. I mean, again, you're literally just solidifying the fact that Austin Theory is a moron, and that's fine. But does that is that Papa H? I'm hoping this is just he's an idiot. Go away for a while and come back like a badass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put on some weight or whatever. Grow your beard out. I don't fucking know. Do something. He needs something. He needs more. Come back as his brother, Aiden Theory. Sure, why not? I'm just saying. I don't. I'm just saying. It's like he literally reminds me of a more athletic version of the ruthless aggression John Cena with half the body mass and a beard. I mean, that's exactly what he is to me right now. Exactly that. And way more of an a-hole. Way more of an a-hole. When some of the media outlets started saying Fury could be the next John Cena, I looked at him and thought, you know what? Got the look. Yeah. I could I could see that potential. Cena was a geek when he first came in. Exactly. Um, I don't know about this big but, of a geek, but he was a geek. No, he wasn't this big of a geek. No way. But he was a geek. If, if, if they can think of a way to flip this situation around, then they've got to do it straight away because there's yeah. a lot of stink on Fury right now after, after Monday. Exactly. So, yeah, this coming Monday, if you want to hit the reset button, that is the only chance you get. That is the only chance you get. Otherwise, I better not see the- – and this is personal right here. I better not see Theory for a couple – about a, two months. And when he comes back, he needs to be mean and nasty. And I mean mean and nasty. Somebody – give him – who's a good fucking manager hanging out not doing shit right now? Where's Zeb Coulter at? Oh, he's – he's uh, he tends to just shit on AEW these days. Uh, I'm just saying. He's he's also the guy that said Bray never got over with the fans. That's that. Come on, that's asinine. <laughs> that's just, you made me bring out a big ass word for stupidity. Are you kidding me? <laughs> come on, Zeb. This this motherfucker's whole first promo was thanking the fans, and you're gonna shit on him like the fans didn't want him there. He was the most talked about dude on the internet, not being on television. Mind you, this was before Bray came back. He was like, Bray never got over to, with the fans. I don't understand why they're so excited about it. Bray comes back. At, Excuse me, bitch. He literally took over the internet to the point where he's having other people rewatch WWE again. Fans that have gone away have come back. And are they kind of, you know, fumbling his whole promo scenarios? Yeah. But that doesn't mean people still ain't watching. No. He's garnered plenty of attention. Viewership's up here. Exactly. They're up. Stop talking. About, okay, I was going to praise you. Now. Stop talking about the side of your neck. Um, yeah, so Hunter, fix it. And it Fast. better not just be, oh, Fury's going to win the Rumble. No, but what that's not does? how you fix it. <laughs> that's not how you fix Unless it's with a complete character change. Otherwise, it, that's not how you fix this. You have to change him now. You have to. He still has the VK stink on him. Yeah, yeah, he does. And they, and it won't go away until something changes. If they do do what I said, as if they're listening, you know, I mean, and Triple H be like, you know, 
this was in the contract, so don't worry about it. It's null and void. I want to see a just a, a scene with Triple H handing in a briefcase back going, don't fuck it up this time. See, you know what? I would love that right there because then guess what? Now you got Pop H throwing curveballs at you. This is not what you would expect out of Pop H. Old man's back there. Oh, yeah. This, I saw this coming a mile away. I was taking a nap while watching Raw, and I dreamt <laughs> that this was going to happen. No, in this instance, that's one of those ones where it's like, hold on, wait a minute. What the fuck does he, what do you see? What is going on? You know, did did he get in your pocket? Did the old man get in your pocket for the kid? Is the old man coming? And you know, you just, now you're stirring up stuff. But at the oh. same time, it could just be Papa H just being Papa H. Don't fuck this up. Yeah. You know, we don't know. But I like that. I like that a lot. But again, just as you said, and I keep saying it has to be fixed quickly, quickly, quickly. It's either this Monday or it's a bust yeah. or this is what it is. Uh, I mean, it also would have been great in a way for him to cash in on Seth, who arguably has one of the greatest cash-ins of all time, even though it was for a mid-card title. But let's face it, we all know he was never going to beat Roman. No. I mean, but a cash-in win is a cash-in win. Yeah. As you said, you're cashing in on the guy that has the most legendary cash-in of all time. That's still going to put your name somewhere. It's going to be helpful. One of the weirdest Narratives I've seen from people complaining about Is that he cashed in on a title that he's already won Well, so did Cena, so did Randy Pretty sure Punk you, did You can not Be anything big Without winning mid-card titles Remember when Bobby Lashley won that Motherfucker and remade it Yeah, And he was huge for it I remember When John won it And you, everybody wanted to be US champ when John won it Everybody wanted to be U.S. champ. You seen dudes that was like, motherfucker, weren't you just in the world title picture a minute ago? And now you want to fuck with John because he's the world, the U.S. champ? Make mid-card titles matter. Y'all want to make the... Uh, make a matter. Make them on the upper echelon. I rem- Let's put it to you like this. Um, the last time I remember the U.S. title being on a decent lineage, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go all the way back to WCW. When Goldberg held that title, right? The whole fucking, yeah, they go Wayne's World, baby. I love that goddamn shit. <laughs> um, but when you go all the way back to Goldberg, he literally walked around with the U.S. title as if he was the world champ because everybody hated Hogan. Everybody hated Hogan. And he was obviously a world champ. So when he beat him for the world title, the fucking world erupted, the arena erupted, whatever. There's change coming to WCW. Well, that didn't last long. But anyway... That was the narrative. You know what I mean? He was such a great mid-card champion. It, it, it led him directly to a world championship. I can think of another dude in the E. The Ultimate Warrior. He made the IC title huge. He made it huge. It wasn't the... I was going to say he made it the workers' title. Fuck no, he didn't do that. But he made it a title... Where it was, it really fucking mattered. You know what I mean? Having it on Warrior really mattered. And then right into Hogan, Hogan loses, built a star. Mid card fucking titles matter. All right. Like, slow down. Wait, hold on. Let me think of a. Remember, I'm going to finish this off because I just seen this motherfucker again on a goddamn episode of Raw. Rocky Maivia. Guy won IC title, I want to say three, four months into his first run. Yeah. And where did that lead him? 
to a great stable in the nation of domination. He held that goddamn title while turning into the rock. So what the fuck are you talking about? What what does it matter if he's won it before he can win it? Exactly. Multiple time, baby. Look at the honky tonk man. Honky tonk man is a multiple time fucking IC champion. And that's what you know him for. Like, like Ric Flair, why is why is he won a world title again? He's already won it fifteen times. Yeah, but he won sixteen. Yeah, so who cares? <laughs> so, oh, you already won the world title. Beat it now. Okay, so then I guess that means we hate Moxley for being a three time world AEW world champ, right? Yeah, even though he's carrying that shit. Or we hate or we hate Jericho because he's the Ocho. <laughs> like, come on, dude! God, fucking Jesus Christ! That was fucking the. That's not a perfect segment to fucking shit mark say Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I was gonna keep shit mark say till near the end of the show this week, but you know what? Let's keep us waiting because uh, I want to do some trivia and then we got some other stuff to talk about. And All actually, right, we'll keep it in way. other news, kind of fits into this uh, keep stupid then. decisions thing. So let's do some trivia first. Let's do bell to bell. Oh, here we go. Um. All right now. I'm, I'm going to give you both sets of questions, but I'm going to ask you which one you would have picked first. Uh, Seth Rollins matches or The Miz? Oh, shit. I probably would have gone with Seth, but let's do The Miz for fun. All right. It's gonna if really you would have gone with Seth brain. Phoenix, that means you would have got The Miz. Oh, shit. You got lucky. <laughs> All right. Miz matches. Um, Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. No Mercy 2016. Um, career versus title. And Miz versus Shane, WrestleMania 35. Which one lasted the longest? Oh, shit. Okay. Um, him and Ziggles for that. That was it was the uh, it was career and title. That one actually went pretty far, went pretty long. But I want, I'm, I'm stuck in the notion right now of how long did Shane drag this motherfucker? Oh. I mean, the whole storyline was probably a good few months. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I'm I'm more I'm more uh, like, if you go back in time and you start looking at Shane and WrestleMania matches, I really don't think most of them are under fucking 19 minutes. He goes out there and takes his sweet ass time, is what I'm referring to, throwing these shoot ass punches and all this other fucking shit. Takes his um, and goes home. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. Something something makes me want to say him and Ziggles. Something makes me want to say him and Ziggles. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. But when I find out Shane hogged all the time, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> um, yeah, I always get confused that that was the main event, but I think it was just the most important match of the night. Uh, Miz versus Ziggles was 19 minutes 42 seconds. Sounds about right. And oh. Miz and Shane was 15:30. Oh, let's go. That would have been a point. Let's go. Okay, tell me why I've immediately heard Shane, and I was like, that motherfucker went 23 minutes. <laughs> you know, his, pro- his longest match is probably against Taker. I was going to say, I was like, that's the one that keeps popping in my head. That one was at least 25. Yeah. And that was just because it took him fucking six minutes to climb the goddamn cage. And another six to get up after he jumped down. Exactly, because they fucking, oh, they're dead. Now what? Let's talk about how they died. Okay. Let me stop the damn match. So, two Rollins matches. First up, Rollins versus Randy Orton, WrestleMania 31, instant classic. 
And Rollins versus Rey Mysterio in an eye for an eye match at Extreme oh, Rules 2020, fuck. the horror show. That stupid thing went forever, that dumbass match. <laughs> fuck. So did the feud. <laughs> oh, no. Stop it. That whole thing was just bad. Um, and just to think they hired Hollywood ass writers to fucking do an eye popping thing. They said, no, that's too gross. Motherfucker, this was Halloween. <laughs> Y'all are dumb. Definitely called the horror show. It's called the horror show. Y'all have made horror movies. Come on now. Don't be stupid. Y'all stupid. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Kane actually lost an eye in one of those movies. Right. <laughs> You're right. You're 100% right. Um, fuck. You said it was Mania 31? Yeah. The one with the crazy fucking mm-hmm. curb stomp into an RKO. Fantastico stuff. I want to say that one went like 17, 18, and then it was him and what was the other one? Ray Ray. Sorry, him. Oh, that's right. The fucking, ah, oh, God damn it. We're over here talking shit. Um, God, I want to say the I, I really do. And I, but I really don't want to. Like, I don't want to, but, like, my brain's like, I'm sure that's the right answer. I'm like, yeah, well, that's still the wrong answer, if you know what I mean. Um, fuck. Give me him and Randy, just because I feel like in the middle of the day, you're not going to know how long it really went. You know what I'm saying? True. Um, yeah, so this is official match time that was broadcast. All right, so Rollins Orton was only 13 minutes, 15 seconds. I was afraid of that. Because, of course, he cashed in later in the night. Um, And Rollins Mysterio somehow was 18 minutes and five seconds. Jesus Christ, that's exactly what I was afraid of. (laughs) You know, thanks to Max Wrestling, I've been able to show you many different sides. I, of course, am speaking of such characters as Black Bane. Oh, and Black Burner. How about AG Wrestling? And who could forget the Kingpin? I've also had the pleasure of waking up at the Ass Pack of Dawn California time, what's also known as 4am, so I can make many appearances on the Max Wrestling Podcast, where listeners have heard me take a morning piss, stop a Starbucks barista, and use words such as my nigga. That's all words. Our word. Allow me to address the Max Wrestling Podcast listeners by saying, Let me tell you something, bitch. May the doors of the madhouse never close. I'm interested to know what Phoenix's scores would have been on that one. All right. um, In other news, Nick Aldis has been suspended by the NWA after giving them notice of leave. Why does that sound like the most NFL thing I've ever fucking heard of in professional wrestling? So when I heard that, I thought, fuck you, NWA, that's low. But then I read Billy Corgan's interview, and basically he got suspended not because he's deciding to leave and gave them plenty of notice, but because he gave notice and then decided to just trash the company in his own interviews. And Corgan's just like, what the? Oh, I didn't know he was bashing the company. Oh, I don't know. He was shitting on the company. No, that's that's no go. I don't. If you're on your way out, that's fine. You're on your way out, but don't go shitting on the company until you're gone. Yeah, the company gone, literally gone. made you. Yeah, like... let's keep it real. You weren't you. Nobody remember. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember Magnus. 
Okay. I don't remember Magnus. If you take away your NWA run, homie, to me, you're Mickey James's husband. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can already hear if somebody's booing at me, somebody just threw something <laughs> at their computer screen. I know they did. I don't care. I'm sorry. That it is it it's the truth. It is the goddamn truth. Without the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, Nick Aldis, Magnus, whatever the fuck you want to call him, would literally be demoted to Mickey James's husband. I I mean I remember Magnus because I was a huge Impact fan back in the day, and his world title run in Impact sucked because it was like one of the worst periods in Impact ever. Yeah, that's true. It was bad timing. Uh, he was basically Dixie Carter's bitch at that time. Yeah, I remember that. So you you owe a lot to the NWA right now. Yeah, they, dude. They also the... kept you champion for like what two years? Two plus. We were just we were I think we were talking about how long yeah. his goddamn reign was just not a couple of weeks ago. It, it was one at the same paper. He lost it at the same paper we wanted at a couple of years. That's later. right, because yeah, the Murdoch. Yeah, we were talking about Murdoch. But that's the thing. It's it's they gave and it. Yeah, I hate saying it like that, but it's the truth. They gave you everything. Billy Cor, Mister Smashing Pumpkins, gave you the fucking keys to the kingdom, and you fucking pissed at the doorstep. Why? Pretty was much working there full creative control too. But I was say, was working there that bad? Could it have been that bad? I mean, I get, yeah, you're not making punk money. You're not making Moxley money or, or Brian money. But let's be honest for a second. If you weren't in there and you didn't have that big-ass run, would you even be making anywhere near that money? That NWA run is what's going to get you paid near them. Maybe right. not at their level, but near them. Without that run, dude, you're, you're a part of QT's stable. I mean... Let's. I. I mean. Let. I'm. I'm really trying not to. Not to shit all over him. I'm. I really am, dude. I mean, you would know better than me because of his impact run. But I look at him, and and you're. You're just a dude, bro. Like you're just a dude. You're I, I a dude know, with a physique. I know a, a three-letter word MJF would have used. Mid. Like a motherfucker. Mid. And then the NWA came along. And. and and again, and then you went from to being one of the top in the top, from from being in the same conversation as the Okadas, as the Naitos, as the as the Tanahashis, as the Punks, the Moxleys, the the, the fucking list goes on and on. You were in you're in that echelon only because of them. And like, I, and I can understand wanting to move on. You know, um, NWA doesn't really get much exposure. Doesn't make that much money. Um, Magnus Nicaldis has never been to WWE, so that's a new avenue he could explore. I'm sure that's he fine, will. But like, don't turn around to bite the hand that feeds you. Exactly. Exactly. Like, let's keep it real here. My very first job in this world, besides working for my father's uh, mechanic business back in the day, is I used to work at Domino's. Domino's Pizza. I used to make pizzas. You know what I mean? I used to half run a store, the whole everything. When I left, I didn't shit on them. You know, I didn't say, oh, this fucking place sucks. Watch me go work for Pizza Hut. And actually, later on in my life, I did, which is, makes it even funnier. But it, it's the <laughs> truth. I never shot on them because that you don't. there's no point of doing that. Without them, I wouldn't have had my first job. You know what I mean? Without them, I wouldn't have got work experience, customer service experience, hands-on experience to then apply to other positions moving forward. 
You know what I mean? Without that, like I'm getting ready, like in a personal manner, I'm hopefully getting ready to get into a, to move into an IT position. So I, I, I'm gone from having to deal with people on a daily basis to I walk in and you have to deal with me now. <laughs> it's one of them things. Now you need me, motherfucker. So, uh, but I'm not the- shitting on nobody. And when I leave IT, I'm not going to be like, well, they needed me. No, it's you're you're paid to do a job. They're gonna they're gonna chop you. They're gonna they're gonna chalk you up as best as they can. And Billy Corgan would chalk you all the way up to the fucking moon and the, and and back, homie, and the moon and back. And you're you fucking you you pull the pull the Billy Madison. You fucking flaming dog shit on his on his porch. It's poop again. You know, like like come on, man. Uh, on the flip side, I have, of course, shat on the land of the green air multiple times on this show, but I had my reasons. I, mm, again, there's a deal. You got reasons. What reasons does he have? Exactly. He wasn't what held re- back. <laughs> what reasons does he have? They didn't make you the fucking national champion and you lost to, uh, what's the big ass motherfucking name? Uh. Brutus, or no, not Brutus. What the oh, fuck is Brody's it? Clay. Um, Tyrus. Yeah, Brody. There you go, Tyrus. You know, you ain't losing to Tyrus. You lost to fucking Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, I understand that. But also, they look how big of a fucking star Trevor Murdoch got over there. And you helped him get there. So you're going to get mad about some shit like that? And he's like, a workhorse. I, I don't understand, bro. It's... I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like that's a dream of ours. Like you want to, you want me to be the face of your motherfucking company. I'll never shit on you. Now I'll be the face as long as I could be the face. And then if we end up, even if we have a bad breakup, they gave me so much, it it's, just ended bad, unfortunately. It's like if Cena had shit on WWE when he left. Thank you. That's a perfect example. Like, no, Cena was the poster boy. Nick Aldis, you were the poster boy of NWA. You were the po- Without, like, bro, like, they started YouTube, whatever. They started going back to video or whatever the fuck you want to call it, weekly shows because of a champion like you. Because they had somebody to build the show around like you. And they did for fucking years, dude. For years. To the point where we even thought TK was like, fuck, I'm going to buy NWA too, watch. (laughs) And he didn't do it, which is a good thing. But it's... I also don't imagine, like, Billy Corgan would give you many problems either because he seems like such a switched-on guy. He even tried to save Impact at one point, and they screwed him over. Oh, yeah, they did. Big time. But And they ended up owing him a lot of money. Again, when when uh, that's what happens when you when people are like, I need some help. All right, cool, let me help you. I didn't ask for your help. No, but motherfucker, you did. <laughs> Remember, you did. You said, I need some help, and I came helping, and I didn't need your help. Okay. I mean, I guess I was... I read the signals wrong. <laughs> I'm going to head out. Right? I'm going to get you. Let me see you later. <laughs> um, so, wherever Aldis goes next, uh, I think maybe he needs to work on his ego problem. I've also said on this show before, I've met yes. Nick Aldis. Um, and I'm pretty sure he was a baby face at the time, but he was a bit of a dick. Like, he didn't seem interested in the fan interaction whatsoever. He was just, yeah, I'll sign it. Boom. Now, I, I haven't had many interactions up close. I have heard, though, that there's a lot of dudes that are like that. There's a lot. Like, I heard Roman's like that. I heard Seth is like that. I've heard, um, who else did I hear was like that, uh, that made me kind of upset? 
oh yeah, big ass Braun Strowman. I'm like, motherfucker, you was a nobody. How the hell are you gonna get mad at some people asking you for a goddamn autograph? You is nobody. He's a nerd playing monster in red skinny jeans. Hey, talk about that was the <laughs> perfect line ever, man. Um, before we go on to that, that was Samoa Joe, James Storm. Um, who else did I meet? That was awesome. Oh, Velvet Sky. Velvet Sky. All of them, awesome people. Sir. Even Kurt Angle, who was fucking injured and in a wheelchair, still came to fan interaction. Kurt's the man. Kurt's a legend. Um, but yeah, let's let's go to AW because Jeff Jarrett <laughs> took a big shot at Braun Strowman um, and Triple H actually too. Yeah. But hey, um, yeah, I like. I'm not gonna say I didn't like it. I liked it, but it was like, really, Jarrett, really, motherfucker. As soon as he comes out, he starts running his mouth. You know this is gonna go sideways. Oh yeah, well, anytime fucking Jeff Jarrett has a goddamn <laughs> microphone in his hand, you know it's gonna go sideways. Oh god, the Hall of Fame ceremony. Oh, I'm just they, they let my... that motherfucker and Road Dog sing a cappella for two that minutes. Was... I'm so glad and I didn't watch it. Half the crowd didn't know the words. Good. Good. Keep oh. it that way. Fucking dumbass shit. Now here's what I'm a little worried about. I'm only saying this just to be an asshole. But if I, that motherfucker goes to LA in January and throws tortillas in the crowd, I'm hopping the gate. I don't give a motherfuck. I don't give a motherfuck. <laughs> if this motherfucker shows up in LA and starts throwing tortillas, he will get his ass beat. No question. <laughs> I will get dragged out by nine grown men. I don't fucking care. Jeff Jared, if you li- if somebody's listening to this and you have a connection to Jared, you tell them right now. You leave them son bitches at home. Don't you dare bring them fuckers to LA. Um, on the plus side, he did um, play up on Jay Lethal and Sanjay and Satnam, put him, all three of them over. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, maybe he's going to do some good for the trio. Um, and like you said, he does have a lot of history with at least two of them. Oh, yeah. Big time history. Yeah, yeah, to the whole TNA run. But, uh, yeah, he's he's the last outlaw now. I mean, I guess I could have sworn I have already heard that name from him. I think that started coming up when he did the. Uh, fuck, when did he show up? Uh, GCW. They called him the last outlaw in GCW. Then again, when he showed up at uh, Ric Flair's last match, or quote unquote. And so that's cool. I mean, use the moniker. You're the last outlaw. I mean, I don't. I don't give a rat's ass. Um, I he don't shows up in random companies. He really does. He just shows up. Oh, here I'm here. I'm just, remember me. I was Jeff Jarrett. Who? It's literally put a the wild ha- Jeff Jarrett appears. Put the dumbass white hat on, and everybody will remember you. Nah, That's what know. it is. You know Jarrett J A Double R E Double T. Oh, that guy. But the fucking dumbass thing is, is like I swear I only remember hearing him say that in like the early nineties. Like, I don't remember ever hearing him say that shit at all, ever, not once in WCW. But then, then again, no. I probably wasn't paying attention. Um, I mean, he's always carried that fucking guitar around, but... Oh, yeah, that's been his... Well, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, yeah, even wor- yeah, even working in the original... Well, not in the original, when he first showed up at WCW, and the idea was is he was there to help out uh, Ric Flair, because, you know, they have hi- history or whatever... Yeah, he even had the uh, the fucking guitar back then and shit. But it was he seemed like way more of a a, a rip off 
of flair than anything else. Like he was doing the strut like flair and instead of doing the woo, he would do the two, you know, the fucking f- two fingers up and shit. And it's like, motherfucker, you are literally trying to be Ric Flair, like as hard as you can be. Yeah. To the point of multiple time world champion in his own company. Jeez. I wonder why. Got to catch up that number, huh? The number means everything. But, um, I didn't realize he's younger than a pretty, quite a lot younger than Sting. Yeah, right. That's fucking weird. I mean, no, that's not. I don't want to say that's too weird. I remember watching a stupid young, stupid young Jeff Jarrett when I was do when I reviewed the worst show that Retro Rewind has ever reviewed, and that was AWA's. Uh, I forgot what the fucking show was, but it was a show from AWA, the like Midnight Classic or Mid something, Mid Mid South Classic or something or another. All I know is it was oh, from '88. It, yeah, it was beyond fucking mid. The whole the 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 show was main evented by uh, uh, Kerry Von Erich versus Jerry the King Lawler, and it stopped due to blood. And I'm like, what? I mean, now, granted, you know, my 20, well, at the time, my 2020 mind or 2019 mind was like, why the fuck would you stop this shit for blood? But, I mean, they had different rules back then. All I know is that whole fucking show was ass. This is literally the worst show we've ever reviewed. Um, it was just goddamn abysmal. But, no, the one, the, 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 the besides the dumb DQ, the most glaring thing I remember was, like, a young 21, 22-year-old Jeff Jarrett. And I'm like, in 88? I might have thought you were older than that, man. Nope. Now, he, he's 55 now. Sting, uh, for comparison, is... 62. Yeah. Seven years the elder. Crazy. Um, also in AEW, uh, Samoa Joe turned heel? I don't know. I couldn't tell by the reaction, but he attacked Warlow. Yeah, it's a heel. He'll move. I don't. I, mean, I don't get I it though. Smell it coming because of the distance between him behind Wardlow. Uh, he's he's gonna jump him. Yeah, you uh, could tell from there. And then apparently, if you would watch Rampage on Friday, you could tell that they were already stemming from some issues. I guess they had a little like beef with each other. I knew this was gonna happen, especially this. I mean, besides, obviously, seeing Samoa Joe just stand there, you know, very methodical. Like, I I knew it was gonna happen the second I heard. Um, Wardlow say he wants every title And Joe's like motherfucker no you don't I do and there goes the ass whooping Now the question is It looks like we're getting a triple threat But for what belt Yeah You know the TNT or the Ring of Honor Well I think now is the perfect time to do one of those old Two fall matches I'm down They're very very rare No they are rare But see that's the thing that's a good thing because it's not something that's done a lot. So let's do it. Let's let's bring some enthusiasm, some excitement to the fucking show. It's going to be on the pay-per-view. Yeah. And right now, that's a fucking pretty stacked card for, I think, the three matches, four matches that have already been uh, announced for it. And if you add something like this with the old school feel and, and just interestingness, I hate that to make up a word like that, but I'm going to, it, it, it'll garner attention. It'll garner attention. And then the reality is, is you get Joe out there working for like 15, 16 minutes. Everybody's going to love that. Yeah. You know, so it's I, I think that's a win. Personally, I think it's a win. 
You know what I mean? Do that. Do a cool little double title thing. If that means fucking Wardlow is the end-all, be-all, then that means Wardlow is the end-all, be-all, baby. Literally, the only two-fall match I think I've seen is Jericho, Benoit, Kurt Angle. And, again, how long ago was that that still lives in your brain? Two thousand. Again, 22 years, and it's still in your brain. Oh, yeah, but a classic. Um, So there's eight matches so far for Full Gear. We already have a four-way for the Ring of Honor world title. So nice. we could squeeze another triple threat in there. We've also got uh, the, the tag match added now. Jarrett and Jay Lethal versus Sting and Darby. Not bad. Uh, you know what? This fucking world title eliminator tournament, I didn't even, it didn't even register in my brain that we were going to get the final at full gear and that the winner was going to get a title shot. I thought, because they have title eliminators all the time. But this is an actual tournament, so... Uh, Ethan Page and Bandito are both through. Brian Cage is through, and we're going to get Lance Archer or Ricky Starks. Um, so one of those five slash four will be the next number one contender. Um, uh, so here's my thing. I, I have a funny feeling they really want to do Ricky Starks and Brian Cage again, and I think they could. And yeah. this time, Ricky wins? And that was what I was looking at then. I I think one of those two would be the winner, but they're going to be facing each other in the semifinals the night before Full Gear on mm-hmm. Rampage. So uh, it's going to be one the, of those two. Here's the problem. This is just like how it's been with Mox and Pentagon and Mox and whoever else. Whoever wins this is just going to lose. Yeah. So who's gonna who's gonna make the biggest impact by losing? Personally, I'm gonna go. With the smart route, if you will, and I'm going to say Bandito. You give Bandito a shot at MJF. Uh, you know, give it fucking call it in like December or whatever. You know what I mean? You give it. You give him a shot at at MJF, and the way MJF has been able to adapt to other people's style, I think you could put on a banger of a match. I think it would work a lot better. But then again, I also think Ethan Page would be a good move. For familiarity reasons, they have worked together, uh, worked with each other before. So you have that right there. And two, Ethan Page has really been needing a push of some sort. And a world title shot, a really good match, and, you know, being obviously given that little upper mid-card pushy thing could be uh, super beneficial for him. Then at the same time, you know, that's the same exact thing you can give with Rick. You could say it about all four of these guys. You could say it about Archer as well, all five even. You know, I could totally see them want to do it with Brian Cage. You just brought this guy in and let him go on a fucking tear, even though he's lost two straight. Yeah, and Lance back Archer to back too. before winning. Lance Archer oh, yeah, Lance? lost pretty much every big match he's ever had. Exactly, which is kind of why I don't want him to win. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd rather I'd rather Ricky win because I'm like, dude, just save him the the loss in a fucking title match, please. He doesn't need that. Again. You, you kind of forget Lance is still there too. They just bring him in when they need a big match and someone to lose. Well, he's also been hanging. He was also hanging out in Japan. Yeah. So, um, but another big match added to the card, which we knew was coming. Um, Soraya and Britt Baker last night's promo segment was fucking incredible. Um, so raw. I'm on the fence. Really? Very on the fence. Um, first and foremost. Congratulations to Soraya. You popped my wife. 
She is bananas <laughs> that you're coming back. Uh, she was loved you in the Total Divas, and she actually decided that you were one of her favorites to watch in ring. Besides Oscar, sorry, Oscar's just the best there is. But I hate to break it to you. I mean, um, good company. You mean right? Yeah, you're telling me. But no. So to get to the segment, um, and Punk Punk's done this before. To me. Saray walked in, Paige, whatever they want to call her. Saray walked in and she said, That's fantastic that Britt, you made yourself relevant in three years, but then turned around and made it like it's the bullshit company. You didn't go anywhere. You didn't do anything. You know, she said she wrestled the O2. She said she wrestled Madison Square Garden. You didn't do those in the indies. You didn't do them by your own name. You did them under the WWE banner. By the way, she also never wrestled in the Tokyo Dome. That's fucking blatant lie. So to bring all those lovely things up, what have you done by yourself, my dear? What have you done outside of your family's name and outside of the WWE? I bet you it's just as much as she's done in the three years she's been there. To me, this entire, or not entire thing, but to me, Saray's entire, Saray's entire promo felt like because I was in the E, I'm better than you. That immediate word, superstar. You know, we build women wrestlers here, not superstars. And as AEW, that's going to be the first fucking fastball they throw. And that's exactly what it is. It's a fastball because you know it's coming. You know it's all reliable. And they're going to use that. But then you don't, as the quote-unquote superior star, need to then say, oh, well, I was here, so, you know... I'm way better than you. If you want to walk around and do what um, Serena Deeb does and, and and spew yourself, I'm a 30-year veteran. I'm a 17-year veteran professionally. You know, I've wrestled up and down this and up and down that and da-da-da-da-da and not named all the fucking places you've wrestled other than, like, the countries. Oh, I've been to Japan. I've been to the UK, Canada, here, Mexico. What have you done? Like, if you want to use those arguments, hey, dude, then that hell of a promo cut. Good job. I like where this is going, da-da-da-da-da. But she literally walked in and said, that's my bag I got from WWE. Where's your shit? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Punk did that, and that's what immediately got him some fucking heat. Punk could have easily said, I built Ring of Honor. I made people want to turn around and watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. I made the independent scene. That's all Punk could have and should have said. But instead, he played it a lot of, well, I was in the E. I did this because of the, the E and I did this because I was in the E and then the last thing that that chocks my ass because are you ready for this one here's the reality of professional wrestling there's somebody called the booker and that booker chooses people on who to pick on, on who to push so when Soraya says Tony Khan has handed you everything Papa H handed you everything in NXT. And then VK handed you everything on the main because they're bookers and that's their fucking job. That's how they, people get over. You're given this opportunity to show yourself. And when you start to do good things and you garner attention and you garner sales and the whole everything in between, they're going to continue to push you because they trust you. So what happened when we had Britt Baker who was Adam Cole's girlfriend and she's awkward and can't wrestle and can't this and flips the motherfucking switch on a boat 
and takes the world by storm in two and a half years. Has turned into just as big of a star as you were in NXT and in WWE. Without your lineage. Yet your baggage is bigger than hers because you have lineage? Did you get as big as her in three years? Were you on main roster television in three years? Like, I could be that asshole and be the, well, I'm the hardcore AEW. No, it's, it was more of the, why are we using WWE as an excuse? Are we really going to say that that is the more superior place because you were there, you're better? Because if that's the case, I mean, then, you know, MJF shouldn't be in the world title picture. Jamie Hayter shouldn't be in the world in, in the in women's title picture. Sammy Guevara shouldn't be hanging out with Chris Jericho and, and Brian Danielson. You, you start chalking off these names because they weren't in the E, if that's where we're going to go. Otherwise, use your goddamn lineage for what it is. Serena Deeb never once says what company she's wrestled for. She just tells you she's been wrestling forever and all around the world. And because of that, that's how you look at it. Use a different blanket, my dear. Okay. I see those points. Um, I'm sure in reality, she does respect everything Brit's done. And Oh, no, I'm uh, not saying that. <clears throat> but, like, the storyline here is, like, she came from WWE to steal Britt Baker's spotlight. That's how Britt sees it, and that's what she brought up. Um, For sure. For damn sure. But, I mean, in reality, she has done a lot more than Britt. Maybe not in such oh. a short amount of time, sure. Um. But the emotion was fucking real, and, you know, I got choked, oh, yeah. and it's, there's no denying there were some tears in Britt's eyes. She tried so hard to stay in character. God hey, bless it, her. You know, <laughs> it, it is, it, it, it's awesome to hear that somebody gets cleared after what they've gone through, okay? I know I was just sh- throwing shade all over the girl, but I'm excited for her to be back, you know? I, I wish she would have used different wordage to chalk her own self up, but that is what it is. You know, I'm still excited for her to come back. I'm excited to see what she does. I'm scared for her because I do understand, like I've said for weeks, that this company isn't that not-so-stiff company. We're we're not out there for the entertainment. We're out there because we like to wrestle. And that's what's going to happen. You know, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Look at Britt Baker for crying out loud. Every other time we turn around, she busted her nose. Yeah. This isn't, you know, it, like, as we love to say, this ain't ballet. So... You know, what's going to happen? I mean, Baker's probably the best person to put Soraya with at first. Best person to put her with. She's not going to fuck her up. I mean, she's going to get some good shots in. Some things are going to hurt. Da-da-da-da-da. This is a good start. We'll see where it goes from here. The the pieces that got me were when she talked about, obviously, she's giving her neck to the the business, which she has. And, like, how she was publicly humiliated, how she yeah. fought her drug abuse publicly, all that kind of stuff. I know that that's the moment where Brit started holding back those watery eyes. Because it's, it's, it, it's true, and, as, and as, as fellow humans, you feel for that person. As much as I can be the a-hole and just say, bitch, you put yourself in that situation because of this, this, and this. All those were personal things that got brought to light. And again, I could be the asshole. I could, but, but there's but there's no fucking point because that's the reality. Is yeah. it's they were personal things brought to light that shouldn't have been brought to light. No, she didn't ask anybody to do it. No, exactly. It was invasion of privacy. 
But I think this is why so many people gravitate towards Soraya because she's so wide open. Like she doesn't hide a fucking thing. Oh God, no. And I mean, I, I don't want to say good on her, but good on her. You know, I mean that that takes a lot. That takes a lot. I could be like, that takes some big ass balls, and she doesn't have any. That takes some serious, uh, you know, some guttural fortitude, if you will. It it's yeah. not easy. It's not easy to lay yourself down on a fucking silver platter for other people to then have to judge you or get but to judge you, I should say. It's also very smart. Um, and I know DC is going to appreciate this reference. If I go back to very first season of Game of Thrones, one of the fan favorite characters, Tyrion, one of his one of my oh, favorite yeah. quotes from him to Jon Snow was um, along the lines of use whatever, you know, names, insults, whatever the world is going to use against you, use them as armor. Because they can't be used against you. Beautiful. So she's taken all of these hits and just gone. Yep. Kept on going. She's Rambo I'm right now, baby. Bullets are flying off me. Let's hope she is bulletproof. I, you know, I and and this is why I love the TSK. As we were watching this last night, Teddy shocks them as just as loud as everybody. She took a bump. I said, yeah, Ooh, yeah, she's back. Oh, well, are 100% they going to... cleared. I said, no, dude. You're not going to be taking a bump. You're not going to be giving out a move where you have to take a bump. Like, not a, oh, I'm going to take a move. No, you're giving a move where you got to take a bump. If she's doing that, she's 100%. Now, how long can she stay 100%? Do people need to baby her in the ring? What's going to go down? That's my question, you know? Can you be world champion while also being on a pitch count, if you will? You know I mean, you can't get hit so many times. Well, there's uh, three women's matches on the show. I'm looking forward to two of them. Yeah. Uh, Jade, Jade and Nyla, not so much. But let's just let's just get over that and give Jade a belt back. Yeah, please and thank you. Just move on. Um, also in AEW, we're still seeing the more violent side of B-Dry. Uh, beating the shit out of people <laughs> Fuck But man Sammy with that fucking Chair he, Sa- Sammy you've had bad experience throwing chairs at people You need to take it easy Yeah I need you to stop doing that <laughs> Like right now But yeah. So that's um, B-Dry with two for Two over Sammy Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a good. It, this one was really good. I want to say it was better than the first one. Um, Definitely more intense. Absolutely more intense. It, it, I'm hoping this means that this is a, a this is the new one. This is the new Danny. This is what Danny Garcia was supposed to be. They're they they're going to unlock Sammy Guevara and maybe him and his cocky ass wife are going to be part of the BCC. That'd be a bold move. I'm. I mean, it would be, wouldn't it? Very Think about bold. it. But he got, but, Sammy's but, got a lot of people to win back over. That's true. He really does. But then again, I don't know. I just it's it's one of those cool. It's one of those things where I don't know. I just maybe I'm putting it in a content uh, a little too much into context. Or for all I know, maybe he's using it as like a like a coy. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna you know use this guy and beat the crap out of this guy just like I did you, Danny, and watch him be actually join us because he wants to be a pro wrestler. He's not a sports entertainer, but. I don't know. He's also a gigantic a-hole and works way better as a sports entertainer. And he's always been Jericho's boy since day one. That's true. Um, 
Also, I loved Bryce chasing Ty around the ring just to eject her. <laughs> Big ass <laughs> Bryce. I love Bryce. <laughs> Bryce is so much fun sometimes, man. And then and then there's those people on the goddamn internet. They get all fucking pissed off because, oh, the referees are doing too much and I'm watching the ref too. Don't you think that's a, a, a nice thing? Shouldn't the referees yeah. be a part of the show? It's fun when the refs do shit. I remember, and, and again, to, to go back in the day, I remember in NWA and WCW where these referees were not quiet guys. When they saw Ric Flair cheating, they'd kick the rope out of his hands. When they saw Dusty Rhodes, or not Dusty Rhodes, where they saw Arn Anderson doing something, they'd catch him and be like, hey, what are you doing? You know, they would do stuff. You know, when fucking, uh, goddamn, what's his, uh, poor bastard, um, Jim Duggan. When Jim Duggan would get tape out of his crotch, and some guys would take it away. Some guys wouldn't. I understand why. You know, but interactive they, refs are nice. Yeah, they should be. Like, I can, I couldn't name half the fucking referees these days, but I know gotcha. so many classic referees from WWE's heyday to fucking Hebner's, Chad Patton, Mike Kyoto, Tim White. You know, they were all characters. They were animated. It was nice. You don't, you don't want just a bland, stripy guy in the corner. No. Because that makes part of the match boring. Because when they're when all of a sudden you get a rest hold, or all of a sudden you know there's like a big here. Because here's how I look at it: I'll see like a big move, and then just to like see like the ref just like standing there like this. That's fucking boring. But then all of a sudden I look over and I'm watching AEW and I see like a big Hurricane Runner or whatever, and goddamn Bryce is like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me. That's fucking cool. And at the same time, referees should command respect. Like if you if you look at rugby, yes, it's, dude, it's, it's this game of big fucking meaty sweaty guys, and they <laughs> all speak to the referees with yes sir, no sir. That's right, and big meaty man slapping meat. Oh yeah, and these yeah, there's, I've I've seen these cats, and they're just like he's like hey 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 if I you don't I don't want to be spoken to like that. You better calm your teeth. Like you know you're right. I'm sorry, sir. I apologize. And it's like and this dude was like gigantic compared to this little guy, and I'm like. Yeah, bro, that, that's what it is. They command respect. And that's how it is. Fucking Aubrey commands respect. Oh, yeah. Nobody fucks with Aubrey. I, I'm not fucking Jericho tries, but he gets fucked back. Are you kidding me? I'm not messing with her. <laughs> uh, man. All right. Um, what else happened in AEW last night? Any fun? Uh, oh, that opener was a banger. Good opener. Yeah. Super um, solid stuff. And also, with fucking Billy Gunn just sprints into the ring. I thought he was running down to do the scissor me, but he just runs straight into the ring to scrap with fucking swerve. It was awesome. Well, yeah, because the guy fucked his hands up, but I mean, it was it was a good, it was, I love that. Again, I, I, I went from literally hating this guy to like loving it. And by the way, by the way, fucking poor goddamn, um, Dax and Cash, these motherfuckers, I think, have literally been back in the States less than 24 hours, maybe 24 hours. They were just in Osaka defending their uh, IWGP tag titles against uh, the great Okan and Jeff Cobb. <laughs> Shit. And I'm like, fuck, what are you guys doing back here already? Like, I swear to God, that match was not but two days ago, not even a day ago. Eesh. I mean, hey, that, that red eye life. Yeah. Um. Damn, and also another great showing from Jamie Hayter. She just has banger after ba banger after banger after banger. Um, mm -hmm. She is looking like a credible threat for Tony Storm. As she should be. 
Jamie Hader was a credible threat fuck a while ago. At least I thought so. I noticing. I remember when Baker was champ, and everybody thought Jamie Hader would be a great opponent for her. And now it looks like, I mean, they're going to probably lean that way. At least I'm hoping. You know, this is maybe where Jamie wins it, and now you got inner turmoil between her and Britt. But I'm I'm going to keep going with your sentiments. Get rid of the fucking interim already. Get rid of it. I don't see Thunder Rosa coming back anytime soon. We've heard nothing of her return. Nothing. So why are we still playing it up like she might come back one day, maybe? Last time I checked in the UFC, if you do not defend that belt within 30 days, you are no longer interim champion. I'm sorry, 90 days. You're no longer interim champion. I know it's been almost 90 days. I know that 90 days, Clouds, if there is one, it's almost up. Get rid of the interim. Tony Storm has been champion for 66 days, and Thunder Rosa's reign is still ongoing. But 66 of those days for Thunder Rosa, she hasn't even been fucking active. So so then they were going, dude, we're less than 30 days away. Get rid of the interim. If she's not back by December, cut it. Tony's been champion since early September. Exactly. Enough Almost already. Ex- come on now. <laughs> Damn grimace. And I know we don't like to be fickle. We were all behind Tony Storm, and she's been a great in- interim champion. But it's just bad timing, really, because now Jamie Hayter's really got so- some momentum going behind her, and Okay, hold on, Potts. I'm not going to go bad timing. Tony Storm should have had it a while ago. Well, yeah, they, they held on too long on Tony Storm, too. They could have easily given her another two-month reign, and, it, and everything would have been copacetic. And we would have been like, oh, it's perfect time now. Now is this and that. I mean, it is a tad rushed, you know, because we're, we're still kind of living the Tony Storm life and the da-da-da-da-da. But as you said, dude, Jamie Hayter is lighting the world on fire. And when you're undeniable, you're undeniable. MJF right now, undeniable. Jamie Hayter, undeniable. You need to crown them. And if yeah. you don't, uh, shit, I don't know what to tell you, man. That's a, that, those are good old-fashioned. that motherfucker. Exactly, dude. Those are good old-fashioned fumbles if you don't get on that one. Yeah, they, they've, um, they've dragged their feet with way too many women in AEW at this point. So just pull the trigger on Jamie. I mean, Tony can easily win it again at some point. But Absolutely. Hayter's hot as hell right now. But, that, I mean, it's like, if that's the narrative of, oh, we don't know when she's going to win it again, give it time. Get, allow her to regain the attention of the crowd. That's the great thing about pro wrestling fans. We get sick of people quick. Yeah. But, so, it, it, you know, we'll, we'll be flippy floppy. Don't worry. It's not even that we get sick of people. I love Tony Storm being champion, but I can't. All, if I could have both, I would. There you go. It's it's but, when you're undeniable again, like how I said, when you're undeniable, you're undeniable. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, in WWE, um, I mean, we talked about Fury's cash in, but the only other segment that caught my eye from Raw was fucking Io Shirai and Oscar's Japanese off. I'm sorry. What? What the hell did I miss? You not seen? Okay, so they just began arguing back and forth in Japanese, but then nice. somebody somebody released a clip with English. Captions and it was amazing, <laughs> and it basically went along the lines of, um, Asuka saying, "Oh, you speak Japanese," and he was like, "Of course I speak Japanese. How did you not know I speak Japanese?" No, they're and both Asuka Japanese. Like, 
And Asuka's like, oh, that's amazing. I'm just going to say this. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> and then Eo just comes back with, in English, bitch. I have to watch this now. I'm sure it's on YouTube. <laughs> yes, it's I, it's much better with captions. Oh, I um, believe this. I mean, it, it was probably, I didn't see it live, but it was probably badass to just see them going back and forth in Japanese. But then when you see what they're actually saying to each other, it's just like, this is crazy. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like a real argument, but it's they're, great. They're having too much fun. It sounds so much more badass in Japanese. Oh, I'm sure of it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, meanwhile, Alexa and Bianca are in the background acting like they know exactly what uh, um, Asuka's saying. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, Asuka shouts something in Japanese like, oh, you don't, you don't know what the fuck she just said. No, sir. You don't know. She said stupid three times. That's all she said. <laughs> no, it sounded like, no, you're stupid. Shut up. It, it was the Japanese equivalent of Randy Orton. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Uh, there you go. Stupid, stupid, stupid. 400 episodes. That's crazy. You're going to have to bear with me on this one. So, Max Wrestling, RWT, TSK, and promo fans tuning in worldwide. I want you to tune in and listen clearly. Because I'm going to try to talk as fast as I can so I can get through all of this. On this journey, since I've joined Max Wrestling, I have met many, many amazing people. People like Emir, Harold, Tyler, um, Ted P, Moni Lynn, and Moses Marquez, Dazzy Lee, Chad, Phoenix, Nikola, Michael Larkin, Daniel Cremens, Lewis of Evolution, and Chris Maldonado, Chris Durham, uh, Andre Corbill, and the list continues. I'm sorry if I missed your name, but I'm trying to, like I said, I'm trying to get through it. Each and every single one of you have helped me become a better man and a better person, not just for myself, but for my family. And if it wasn't for all of you, I probably would not be standing here breathing. So for that reason, I thank you. My wife thanks you. My children thank you. Daniel Crimmins, you placed a blessing on my life that I will never forget and I will respect you till the day I die. Moses Marquez, you are my brother. I will fight with you. I will fight for you and I will stand by your side till we're old and dead. You are my ride or die. Dazzy, thank you so fucking much for allowing all of us to come on to your platform that you created. And congratulations on 400 episodes. Congratulations on 400 episodes. But 400 episodes is just the beginning. We got 400 more we got to do. And the next era begins at promo series. So this rising storm. This storm is the new era. In this new era I want to see everything. I want to see Everyone getting involved. I want people like Harold. I want people like Tyler, Derek Teeter. I want to see AJ Sparks, Tiffany Durham. I want to see new people. And Moses and I, 
We're going to be the outlaws in all of this. We're going to be the ones to show all of you a stronger, more dominant way to become a champion. We, are, we together are going to lead this new era. And it begins at promo series when I face Chad and Dazzy for the world championship in the triple threat. Every triple threat I have ever seen is no disqualification. So bring your weapons because I'm going to bring mine and I'm going to bring a couple more surprises with me that you are not prepared for. So this new era, it will begin with me as your world champion. Congratulations on 400 episodes. Here's the 400 more and me whooping your ass. Four hundred episodes, that's crazy. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever it is you may be joining us for the next 400 episodes. Mm. Still to come, this week's Geek of the Week, the best of the week, and we're going to be doing the Guest of Wrestle. So we're also going to go back in time to this week in wrestling history, but let's do the Guest of Wrestle first because... I was going to have you and Phoenix both do a guest of wrestler for nice. a point, but obviously Phoenix is near. So um, what we're going to do, I think it's your turn anyway. So whoever the wrestler is, that's who I'm going to cut the promo on. Beautiful. So hit the graphic for guest of wrestler. I wonder who this could possibly be. Guest of wrestler. He's the bestler. Better than all the wrestler. All right, here we go. This one is going to be a fun one. Uh, let's see. I, the problem is, is like some of these are going to be instant giveaways. So let's do what we can. Jersey All Pro Wrestling Heavyweight and Light Heavyweight Champion. He is a former Premier. What was it Premier Championship Wrestling NWA X Division Champ, PCW Heavyweight Champ four times. PCW Tag Team Champ uh, two times with two different people, Raw Skills and Chris Stevens, and he won the Premier Cup back in 2005 and 2007. Ah, oh, this is somebody from early TNA then. This one should help you out a tad bit. Uh, Weekly Pro Wrestling. Uh, now, actually, he's had one, two, three, four, five. Actually, no, uh, three Best Bout Awards. One best foreigner award and one best tag team award back in 2010. The foreigner world was uh, from 2016 through 2018. Best bouts in 2010, 2016, 2017. Let's see here. Uh, oh, here we go. SoCal Uncensored named him two match of the year candidates. One in 2017, one in 2018. Darian? No. PWG World Champion one time and winner of the Battle of Los Angeles back in 2009. Oh, man. No, no, I'm cold. Uh, Let's go uh, here. I'll let you pick the next one. Do you want some pro wrestling illustrated or do you want me to keep with the companies? 
Let's try a couple more companies. All right, here we go. We'll go with... He is a one-time AAA Mega Champion. What about... Low key? He... Huh? Loki. No, no Loki. Oh, that would have been he... a good <laughs> Now let's go to a, a beautiful company that should help. Actually, no, let's go uh, two more little difficult ones. Canadian Wrestling Elite Tag Team Champion with Danny Duggan. And Canadian Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champion. That means he's from Canada? Possibility. Now let's go with this company right here that should start giving some hints. DDT Extreme Championship one time. KOD Six-Man Tag Team Champion twice. KOD Openweight Champion. KOD Tag Team Champion three times. Sea of Japan six-person tag team champion once King of DDT tournament back in 2012. Also another best match award in 2012. A one-time Impact World Heavyweight Champion. We go to Japan. He is a two-time never open weight six-man tag team champion. Joe. He is a former IWGP Junior Tag Team Champion, IW, a two-time Junior Heavyweight Champion, one-time Intercontinental, one-time Heavyweight, and he is the inaugural winner of the IWGP United States Championship. Oh, fuck. He won Best Bout in 2016 and 17, won in the G1 Climax, won in Osaka Joe Hall, named New Japan Pro Wrestling MVP in 2017. Wait, was it Kenny? By God, Kenny Omega, also named Wrestler of the Year in 2017. All of those bouts. Let's see, 2010 versus with Kota Ibushi what? against Prince Devitt and uh, was that Ritsuke Taguchi? No, you're correct. It, it's, it's Kenny Omega. I would have said Best. Kenny a long time ago, but I do not remember him being X Division champion. Oh uh, no, that was a completely different company, not TNA X Division. That was, where did it go? Where did it go? Where did that X championship go? That was oh, NWA Canadian X division champion oh, and premier championship wrestling. Obviously it was the NWA X division title originally. If I would have went with the wrestling observer, I'm sure you would have got it. No problem. He is observer hall of fame in 2020 best wrestling maneuver 2016 through 18 and 2020 with being the one winged angel. Feud of the year in 2017 with Kazuchika Okada. Feud of the year in 2000 or 2021 with Adam Page. Japan MVP in 2018. Most outstanding wrestler 18 in 2020. Uh, Pro wrestling match of the year against Okada in 17 and 18. So once at Wrestle Kingdom, the other one at Dominion. So it's the six star and the seven star, quote unquote. Match of the year in 2020 against Adam with Adam Page against the Young Bucks. U.S. and Canadian MVP 2021, also Wrestler of the Year 18 and 21. Ladies and gentlemen, Kenny By God Omega. Damn. Now I got to cut a promo on Kenny By God Omega. I was going to do Nick Jackson. (laughs) I swear to God. I was just like, Nick Jackson. I was like, nah, it just seems a little obscured. But yeah, have fun cutting a promo on Kenny. Uh, At least it's only 60 seconds. All right. um, Speaking of time, we're going back in time with this week in wrestling history.
man, there isn't an awful lot of history this week. Um, so November 5th, 2001, we're kicking it off. In the main event of Raw, bitter team WWF rivals collided as The Rock defeated Chris Jericho to become a two-time WCW <laughs> champion. <clears throat> um, which also meant he was the second to last ever WCW champion because, of course, Jericho won it, then they merged it. Yeah. Um, November 5th, 2017, Gail Kim became Knockouts champion for the seventh time, defeating Damn. Ali and Sienna at Bound for Glory. The title was then vacated officially the following day, even though it was on TV like two or three weeks later, um, as Gail Kim retired for the first time. First time? Not for the time. first time in there. Uh, November 7th, 2017, I know Chad loves this bit of history because he was in attendance on SmackDown from Manchester. AJ Styles defeated Jinder Mahal to win his second WWE Championship. This was the first time ever that the ever. WWE title changed hands outside of the USA and Canada. And oh, was yeah. the, it was the only time until Brock won the title this year at Blood Money 7. There you go. Uh, November 9th, 1997, the infamous Montreal Screwjob took oh. place at Survivor Series. Need I say more? Yes, I probably do for all you uneducated <laughs> Vince Lickers. So, of course, Shawn Michaels puts Brett in the sharpshooter. Earl Hebner calls for the bell. Brett never tapped. Brett leaves for WCW. Um, and he was, of course, screwed out of the title officially behind the scenes by Vince, Shawn, and Earl. Yeah, well, the entire thing behind it was, obviously, is for those who know, that's scripted. The idea was is that they were going – Sean was going to win, and Brett had agreed that Sean was going to win. However, they never said anything about him reversing or getting out of the sharpshooter. If anything, he was going to get – like, grab a rope or whatever. But when they locked it in, that's when Vince saw this was the perfect opportunity to tell Earl Hebner to ring the bell. They did. Then leading to Bret Hart getting ultimately pissed off to the point of punching Vince in the face, knocking him out, and then leaving. Not before spitting on him live on camera. Yep. That too. If you want to know more, and you should because this was an, uh, a great moment in history if in, in some sorts, check out Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. They do it so much justice. It was like one of the first big public scandals in wrestling. Oh, yeah. Fucking mad scandal, bro. To, to the extent that Sean and Brett were never face-to-face -face again until, what, 2010? In the 2010. Ring on Raw. Crazy. After fucking, how many, how many years was that? That was 13 years. Jesus Christ. They never saw each other face-to-face. -face. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure Brett still doesn't forgive Sean, even though they shook oh, God, hands no. and everything. They ain't uh, over it. But of course, Sean's a different person now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very different. Um, final bit of history. November 9th, 2019, AEW presented Full Gear. Featuring Chris Jericho defending the AEW title against Cody with the stipulation that Cody could never challenge for the AEW title after losing. Which he did. And he did. Um, and he kept his word because now he's gone. Yep. Um, and of course, the brutal lights out match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Oh yeah, that was fun stuff. Yeah, this one had a good ending, too. <clears throat> Love it. Um, so that's all the history, and we're getting more history. We're two weeks away from promo series 7, Rise and Storm. And as I said, I guarantee you, you do not want to miss the epic conclusion to the 2022 promo saga. 
Um, in the traditional Winner Stays On gauntlet, the Phoenix will defend his Knowledge Championship just a few days after his 100th day in this reign. Uh, his challengers are the one and only Beer, the legendary Kenny Killer, and your unstoppable captain. Are you ready to hear in two weeks, Phoenix, and new? Because I know I am. First time ever. Um, Mike Larkin will be here to cut a promo as he goes one-on-one with Daniel Crimmins in a long-awaited promo exhibition rematch. And <clears throat> it may get a little more personal than last time. Personal is what makes promos worth it. Can't wait to see it. Let's hope they show up and do the deed. Oh, yeah. Um, Moses also has his own goal to defend as he puts the television championship on the line against Cypher in the first ever TV triathlon. They face off in a rematch from Moses' open challenge at Promo Slam, which Cypher didn't have to catch anything in for. That's right. Triathlon. That's right. Open challenge. Didn't have to cash in nothing. The triathlon is happening. I'm cutting promos on the treadmill. Getting my trivia game right with the weights. You don't even know what's happening, Cypher. You got two weeks to truly prepare. Are you really that ready? Or is gold still way out of your reach? And speaking of promo slam rematches, Travis the Walker Anderson has one more shot at the world championship. But this time, he's got to go through me and the lawyer as we face off in a triple threat cinematic match you do not want to miss now i am not a man of the law i am not a man of the law but i will tell you this when a man brings his lawyer you are in for the work however travis loves to put them work boots on this one's gonna be good when uh, when you bring your lawyer with you somebody throws a chair at you and you get bit by a dog <laughs> When I say a dog, throw... I mean a steal. <laughs> don't, don't be throwing no chairs and don't be biting nobody no a steal style. I'm don't bring legal. legal. <clears throat> Why are you bringing legal? I'm bringing legal, but I also mean harm. Um, all this plus the group MVP will be decided and we predict Survivor Series War Games. Okay. For more information, go to maxwrestling.net slash promo series 7. Sam! <clears throat> Now, let's wrap up this trivia. I already know who the promo is going to be on, but the final bit of trivia, just for fun, is name the card. Nice. Um, shame Phoenix isn't here for it because this is his favorite round. Oh, I and know. even more so because there's no dark matches. Beautiful. <laughs> so anybody I that can already hear played, him ask, there's dark matches? Anybody that hasn't played uh, name the card before, I'm literally going to rattle off match by match, and all Moses has to do is guess which pay-per-view I'm talking about. So... <clears throat> First match, Vader versus the artist formerly known as Goldust. Vader and Goldust. Oh, shit, I kind of noticed, I think, maybe. Um, in your house, beware the dog? No, next match. And anybody who's seen this pay-per-view, this match should stick in your mind. Max Mini, Mosaic, and Nova versus Battalion, El Torito, and Tarantula in a six-man mini tag team match with Sonny as a special referee. What the son of a bitch? Um, what in the sounds, Walt Disney is this shit? This sounds like some straight 1992 shit. Yeah, um, Sonny and the Six Dwarfs. What the fuck? Um... What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I'm so lost. 
it's got to be an in your house, right? Right? You would you I, would think. I, you know, I, I don't even know now. Shit, what the fuck? Um, what was the last time I see? There's a goddamn midget battle royal. Um, <laughs> was it the Royal Albert Hall? That show, the Royal from the from the eighties with the uh, battle royal Royal Albert Hall. That's not that one. No shit. Uh, next match, and we were just talking about this uh, era: The Rock versus Ken Shamrock for the Intercontinental Championship. Which pretty much could have been any pay per view from this year. I was just gonna fucking say, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's like anything from like '97. Uh, what the fuck pay per views were even in '97? Uh, no, and no goddamn Mania. I didn't have no way out back then. Um, I don't want to say Survivor Series. SummerSlam 97? No. Next match. Legion of Doom versus the New Age Outlaws for the tag team titles. Fuck. Okay, so if DX is around, DX happened two years after the formation of NWO. Legion of Doom is still around. Legion of Doom is still, so we're still in the, so we're 90, end of 97, beginning 98. That's not a mania. Stop it. That's not a mania. My brain's like, it's probably, no, it's not no fucking mania. I know it's not. Um, What obscure goddamn shits were there? Um, What the fuck? 98? Um, wow. Had to be it. Well, fuck it, let's go No Way Out. No Way Out 98? Sure. So close. Oh. Um, I'm going to skip match five because that'll just give everything away. So main event, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker in a casket match for the WWE title. Now we're going backwards. So we're in, okay, so I'm officially stuck. Pop, no. Screwdrop happened in 97. No. No, way late. No, 97. Taker. Sean. In a casket match. Taker and Sean in a casket match. Um. Fuck. I'm fucking, I'm looking at everything. Oh my God. I hate these. This is like the ones like where like, I'm like looking, I'm literally looking at the casket right now. I'm looking at the ring. I'm looking at the whole everything. Oh, what the fuck was the name of the thing? Um, It's not, no, it wasn't. No, it's. Is that a Survivor Series? Let's go to Survivor Series 97, not 98, 97. No. No. Um, nine, Survivor Series 97 was the Montreal. Oh, right, okay. Sean in the main event. Um, so match five. So that's five, this. okay. Match five. Uh, without giving it away, all I can say is Stone Cold won by eliminating The Rock. 
Oh, so we're talking Rumble 97. Not 97. 98. 98. Okay. Rumble. Rumble. Really? 98? Oh, that's right, because Rumble's in January. Rumble's in January. Yeah, this was obviously the last time Sean and Taker went one-on-one until the Mania double bill. Yep, got it. Okay, I was just okay. So it technically was after the screw job, but before the non-sensory. Got it. Um, and I'm looking at some of these names, and I, I've seen this Royal Rumble multiple times. I don't remember Tom Brandy. He was the first one eliminated. Um, who the fuck? Who? I'm sorry. What? Right. You make up a name? You making them names, Daddy? I have no memory of this guy. He was only in there for twelve make, seconds. You, you making up names? Uh, better known by his ring name, Salvatore Sincere. Oh, all right. I know that motherfucker. <laughs> I hate that motherfucker, but I know who you're talking about. I know Salvatore. Yeah, he was only in WWE for like two years. Yep. He was one of the last characters. His last televised match. Oh, man. How bad? Considering how much we've just been speaking about this guy, his last televised match was on Raw. And he lost to Jeff Jarrett. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck Jeff Jarrett. Bastard. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, eight, which, who never showed up, was it? Skull. Uh, mm. Eight Ball was in there. Skull was in there. But Skull never showed up. Um, and nobody knew who it was because no music played or anything. It was just buzzer and then silence. <laughs> uh, yep. And everybody thought that that was supposed to be Stone Cold. But everybody was jumped in because he was like, a marked man for the whole rumble. And then he comes out like two people later. The whole action stops as soon as Stone Cold's music hits. Everybody turns to look at the stage and Austin comes from behind with a chair. Because he's the man and smart. <laughs> yeah, Rumble 98 was a classic. Go watch it. Yeah. Hey, that, that, that may end up going on the reviews. Well, In that time. is a nice segue because it is time for the A to B of Retro Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. All right, let's so here we go. I, fuck, I'm trying to remember what goddamn tournament we're heading towards for WCW, but there's a tournament, not a tournament, but there is a pay per view coming up. Starcade. That's what it is. Starcade. It's the end of the year pay per view. And there's a lot going on. Uh, this was, I'm not even going to talk about uh, Raw. I brought up the Raw notes just to, just to literally get lost in the awesome. And I and this is I'm saying it like this because this is this was <laughs> this was one of them good ones. I got lost in my notes that is Nitro. Dazzy, let me tell you how Nitro started, bro. Lord Steven Regal versus Psychosis. Now, if anybody listens to Retro, you know goddamn well just how much I love. Love Lord Steven Regal. This man can mesh with everybody's style. Everybody's style. And he goes in there with Psychosis, who at this point, Psychosis has had some very up and down matches. He's had some good ones, but he's also had some bad ones. And they put on a banger. A banger. It's a nice little three, three quarter match, not a four. But then again, if it gave him more time, maybe it would have been better. It was only about seven minutes. Not too bad. Had some more of the good ones later on. Um, we did get to see the Cruiserweight champion uh, against what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking 
uh, is Bruno San Martino's son. And that is a young man by the name of Dave San Martino. Dave San Martino took on Dean Malenko for the cruiserweight title. Uh, people are mad that fucking San Martino lost is what it was. It, it, they left <clears throat> this guy strictly off of his last name. He wasn't. He was not good. He was not good. This was very amateur style. Um, I gave it a whopping. I think I gave it a, all of a star. Just because it was so ass, so basic ass, it was just it was basic ass. Um, Rick saw Rick Steiner versus Sting. Um, never actually went down, but I was like, I got really excited, so I was like, hell yeah, it's gonna be a fun match. But it was just basically Sting just finally showing that Crow Sting is WCW. And then we got the Faces of Fear versus the Outsiders for the tag titles. I gave it a star and a half. Not too bad. Sting is uh, is showing that he wants the NWO and he wants the world title back. So good, awesome episode. December 16th, by the way, since I didn't give the, the, the date at first. December 16th, 1996 is the date two weeks away from Starcade. Check these out. Dropping Monday. Um, honestly... When I met Dazzy, Dazzy Lee, way back, I don't even remember, was that 2011? 2011, I met Dazzy Lee, and um, he had, because um, I was doing my podcasts at the time, and I wanted to have him as a host on my podcast. I'm, I'm really proud of you, Dazzy, and you know what? I'm proud of everybody who was a host for the Max Wrestling Podcast. 400 episodes, that's crazy. Dazzy, dude, you should be so proud of yourself for having that amount of commitment. Um, and I know it's been hard. Giggity. But you have been relentless for you know what bollocks of 400 episodes how long have you been doing podcasts for how long 400 episodes that feels like I don't even want to think about it frankly you should be proud I'm proud I was I I, I was I am proud to serve to uh, uh, serve um, beside you with Phoenix, with the <laughs> with um, Toxy Roxy, with uh, fucking um, Anthony Walker, everybody that I um, that I worked with during that period. This is an amazing, an amazing. Um, achievement and um, I'm honored to be a part of it God bless you God bless you and God bless the new um, cast of um, Max Wrestling and um, here's looking forward Max Wrestling over please I keep thinking it's almost the end of the show we still got shit Max say 
Um, but first, right. let's do Geek of the Week. Because uh, we've, we've had plenty of geeks this week. I think I know who it's going to be, though. <laughs> you, maybe music. you do. Maybe you don't. Oh, maybe I don't. Hit the music now. Pencil-neck geek, gritty freak, scum-sucking P.S. with a lousy proceed. He's a one-man, no-cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil-neck geek. See, now I'm you're probably thinking to yourself, it's probably just going to be Jeff Jarrett. It's probably going to be this guy or that guy. Honestly, I like what Jeff Jarrett did this week. Mm-hmm. However, there was one man who just, he oozed the geek, the geekness, the geek fluid. And maybe it's this fucking goddamn faction. I don't know. I don't know what exactly. But what was it? A couple of weeks ago, it was Sanjay Dutt. Today, it's fucking Jay Lethal. Goddamn, uh, who was it? Trent walks in the back and he called, he's all, hey, scumbags. And there's nobody else back there. There's nobody else back there. And Jay Lethal looks around. You call me a scumbag? Talking to me? He's all, yeah, you're scumbag. <laughs> and he's still looking around. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And so it, it, it turned, the other thing that killed me about this whole thing is apparently it was already a match. That had been made, and then they just decided to have this backstage segment anyway. So, but just because of the sheer stupidity that fucking Jay Lethal did not realize that he was being called a scumbag twice. uh, Yeah, bud, you are a scumbag. And because of that, just because of your sheer stupidity, because it was hilarious, you're the geek of the week. Nice. Um, I just totally forgot, too. I don't know why I thought of it. Uh, that we didn't talk about Nikki Cross winning the 24-7 title and then throwing it in the bin. Throwing it in the bin. Right in the bin. But, uh, Jay Lethal, you can get in the bin. In the bin with it. Uh, now for the wrestler of the week. Go. Um, I am a little bit torn. I kind of wanted to give it to B-Dry because he just almost killed Sammy this week. Um, but I think it's it's going to be a repeat offender anyway. Oh. Because someone else also stood out, and as I've mentioned on this episode, had a great match once again and just keeps having banger after banger, so it's got to go to Jamie Hayter. Hell yeah. She's killing it. I love Tony Storm, but make her world champion soon. Yeah, Hater deserves it. Like I said, she's on fire on top of the world. It's her division to run. Yeah. So now let's finish the show with stupid shit people say online. And bitch. shit Mark say. OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Tell me you did not just say that. WTF thought he was dead, LOL. Have been changed to protect their stupidity. Um, we begin by asking, of course, Moses, has anybody not been very oozy on TikTok? Strawberry candy strikes again. Oh shit! This guy. The narrative is out, ladies and gentlemen. Since Papa H is doing not a bad job in there in the E, you guys are running your mouths. You guys are. I don't know what. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to word it. All I know is, is this is getting old and fast. My man, Strawberry Candies, 
decided that uh, after his original uh, debacle that he had with me over the punk theory uh, or idea or whatever, the, uh, the punk post, let's go with that. He decides that now he's just going to throw salt into the wounds of AEW or, if you will, whatever opening that he can find and uh, say that Tony Khan is throwing a fit because he can't sign any more former WWE talent. So, like, I, my my first initial uh, response to that is, what WWE guy are you referring to? And personally, I can't say Mox because Mox made a name for himself before WWE. You know, uh, Punk had made him a name for himself before WWE. So again, who Jericho, gigantic in every other company before the E. So who the fuck are you guys talking about? Soraya? She just even mentioned herself. She's been all over the goddamn place and then some and then made a big name in WWE. So what is this supposed WWE names that we have to garner? Are you guys going to have that same mentality when Punk shows up? That's, you know, that's my thing. It's it's the sheer stupidity that oh, we have to have WWE guys to garner attention, to garner this, to garner that. They're still getting good ratings. They're still in a great demographic. Again, pay-per-view numbers are up. Uh, they're getting ready to drop a video game. I don't. And why in the fuck do they need WWE talent? That's what kills me. Didn't we bring up a point before? Like, there's actually a pretty low percentage of WWE talent on the roster. We've brought it up for months, dude. We brought it up for you know what? Longer than that. We brought it up for the past three years. This company's been in business because it's the truth. It's the God's honest truth. The percentage of the WWE people that have come into AEW and been successful is a low amount of people. But if you take that small percentage and you look into that percentage and you say, well, did they have a career longer than five years before the E? If the answer is yes, you kick them out of that bracket, that bracket goes to single digits, dude. Single digits. The only guys that they brought in AEW-wise that were like hardcore WWE dudes was like the fucking Parker Bardo fucker. Literally. If you're not home goddamn grown, to me, you weren't an E-guy. You were somebody who was in WWE, but you were not an E-guy. Yeah, let's be honest. AJ Styles is a TNA guy. Exactly. So, And then that was my response to him was, so, uh, so when is Triple H going to start calling Impact for more people? Or when is he going to call New Japan for more people? Or is he going to start going to Noah now because he's got a working relationship with him? Yeah, we so, can't bring again, Ring of Honor anymore. Again, it, keep that same energy for the other side of the fence. Um, similar situation. First up, we have Hector on the crack pipe. <laughs> With an Lord accented Jesus. E. I believe that. Um, you're absent. I don't know who he's replying to, but he seems angry at somebody. Uh, you're absent-minded. You don't know how business works. WWE will buy AEW. Triple H will keep running WWE while Vince runs AEW. That will fix everything. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that, Vince, that's going to happen. Does Vince run anything? Uh, only, he runs a credit, mouth, only, only a credit card bill. Hey, I mean, run your credit card bill, man. I, I mean, that's that's on you, big dog. But he's not running any companies. Um, 
I don't see them wanting to buy. Like, what is this narrative that they're going to buy AEW? We're going to buy AEW. We're going to buy. Why? You guys talk so much shit about them. Why would you then go and buy them? Because you know they're worthy competition and it's best to buy your competition out. Hence what you did with WCW. Now, granted, I mean, they were way down the specter, but still. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the narrative we have. We have to buy our competition. You can't beat the competition. And if, if you don't like the competition, why would you want them to buy it in the first place? Exactly. Oh, I can't wait for Vince to buy AEW because I don't watch AEW. Then why do you want him to buy AEW? So then, so so then, when you see Sammy Guevara and a John Moxley and a B Dry and a and Claudio Castagnoli, you're wh- wh- then what? Oh, I really like these guys. I'm glad they're back. Is exactly the words that are come out of your stupid mouth. Oh, this this MJF kid's good. Oh yeah, this MJF kid. He looks promising. Shut so, up, uh, Hector. Get off your throne and get in the bin. In that bin. Um, we got a double whammy. Oh lord! Uh, we have combined proper IQ of twelve. Now, clearly a UFC fan. The guy likes Conor McGregor. The guy likes Ronda Rousey. He's got proper number twelve. Uh, as his, I'm actually going to do this one in an Irish accent. Um, Beautiful, because he's clearly Irish. Couldn't be more Irish. Could not um, be more Irish. I see WWE is trending again, so I must say it again. Grown men that watch WWE should be on our watch list. He, he gets a reply from somebody who also has Conor McGregor as a display picture. Um, lol, there's actually triggered people replying to this. Dude, I loved it at one point. I was 12, lol. Imagine being a grown man watching WWE. Your kids making you watch is an exception. Now, I'm, How many Marvel I make, movies I make have you guys my seen? Kid watch. That's what I want to know. How many Marvel movies have you guys seen? Right. How many times did you guys see that Superman movie? Shut the fuck up. We like what we like. Y'all like the UFC. I'm going to be real honest with you. As a former fighter, as a former fighter, and I've never done professional wrestling. I haven't done any training. I would love to do like the, one of the one-day trainings one day and see if I can actually get into it. Yeah. I might actually try to do that one day with, out here at SoCal Pro. But let's be real. Again, as a guy who's rolled with a blue belt, who's taking punches, kicks, the whole nine yards. It is 25 times more gay, 25 times more gay MMA is than professional wrestling, just because they out there in tights and basically punching and clotheslining each other does not make it any less fucking, it is way more gay for me to wrestle a fucking man for for five minutes, for three, five minute rounds in board shorts and gloves. Es, Es todo. I ain't got boots on. I don't have a character. I am me. And I'm fucking basically dry humping this man. So come on now. And this again, I got a blue belt and, and, and a background in amateur wrestling. And I am not afraid to, to, to tell people that I enjoyed my sports. But if you really want to play this stupidity shit, this stupidity shit, good half of the MMA world of the or should I say the UFC world would love to be in the WWE or any kind of professional wrestling in general. Most of them have passion for that business because that's something they grew up with. They cut promos just like pro wrestlers do. But if you really want to make it, oh, well, that's for grown men. Watch it. Homie, you're you're watching cockfighting. Like it, we're watching like an action movie, but in a ring. You're you're just watching cockfighting. As a former cockfighter. Um, 
I'm happier watching guys jump off ladders and put each other through tables for 20 minutes than I am watching two guys hugging for five minutes. Again, as a wrestler, baby, that's what happens. So, uh, proper IQ of 12, you can both get in the bin. In the bin. They are marks, and that's the shit they say. And now, speaking of promos, one last thing to do on this show. It is time to cut a classic podcast promo. Um, I don't know when we stopped doing podcast promos. It was probably when we stopped doing weekly trivia, because obviously that was the forfeit. You have to cut a promo if you lose. Nice. So, um, here we go. We're going to get 60 seconds on the clock. And somehow, I've got to cut a promo on the best bout machine, Kenny Bygato. Good luck, bro. <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's going to be short or over. It might just be a minute. So let's get the minute on the clock. And when you're ready, you can tell me to pick up the mic. Pick it up, big dog. Kenny, I don't know if you can hear me because nobody knows where the fuck you are. Back three weeks, suspended for three months. So I'll keep it simple. You can bring the dollar store Hardy Boys if you want. You can bring Brandon Cutler Beckett. You can even bring Frankie Ledeo over there, Cyrus the fucking virus. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you're the cleaner. I don't care if you're the best bout machine. We're going to blow the house up. We're going to have a banger. And I'm, and I don't mean a banger like your flaccid exploding ring. <laughs> I could say I'm going to take you to the cleaners. But I'm just going to break whatever intact ribs you have left and send you back to your golden lover. Goodbye. Mwah, and good night, bitch. Jesus Christ, that was awesome. Why did that have to be so awesome? <laughs> Sorry, Kenny. I do actually like you. Oh, yeah. No, we love you, bro. We just, you know, it's part of the game. <laughs> that's that's the podcast promo. How it goes. Um, and I really wish Evan could have made it because his promos were just like that, but switched up to 20. He's a man. Um, Phoenix would have taken like two hours to write the promo. He would, he would have <laughs> said, well, let me come back next week and cut it. <laughs> and then every, forget. After almost every segment back in the day, it was, okay, Phoenix, is your promo ready? Not yet. Phoenix, I, you got a promo? Not yet. Bro, promos are off the dumb. Come on, man. <laughs> Killing me, guy. Oh, man. And that is it for the 400th episode. Thank you very much for everybody that tuned in. Thank you to everybody that got us to this point. Um, we'll be back next week. And then, of course, we'll be back the week after with Promo Series 7. So thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Thank you for spending the last 400 episodes with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine for now at Max Racing UK, at Captain512, and at SMRPodNet. Check out our website at maxrassin.net and don't forget to hit the sub or the follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of the socials. God. And now listen up, you pencil geeks, because this is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. You heard the man TikTok, Max Wrestling UK. That's the one to be at. 20 away from 1,200. Get us there because well, that's how we're going to be. We're going to get there. Uh, I'm going to start doing some more lives soon. Uh, get back into it, I should say. And I definitely want to do one for uh, full gear. So we'll definitely plan something out for that. If I'm not live on that, well, then maybe I'll be live on Twitch. But we will definitely figure out something. we got to get interacting with you guys. And it's going to start with that pay-per-view. Besides that, Retro Rewind, December the 16th, comes out. You really want to watch that Nitro Raw. Eh, if you, be, you pick your cup of tea on our way to Starcade. 
uh, other than that, don't be surprised if you see the elite come full gear. Yeah, we glossed over that little teaser, but uh, they'll be there for sure. Yeah. Um, well, well, speaking of streaming, um, Beer Phoenix and I are gonna and Chad are gonna be live streaming for Survivor Series. Um, I don't know if, how long the stream is gonna last. Facebook might shut us down, but we'll be live as we watch. You can get reactions live. We're live I'll say, now. But say if you connect with your man over here, maybe I'll hook you up with this Twitcher, and we'll figure out something. We'll get it together. Absolutely. We we want Moses and and, Tra- and Travis there too. That's right. So I can see him cry when he's not the world champion. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I can wipe your tears for you. Um, with that said, join us next week for the last stop before promo series seven. I cannot hype up this show anymore. Just be there next week for the go home show. Don't miss it. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Bye. Corey, I'm going to tear you down this week instead. Congratulations to Pat McAfee and his wife. On their soon to be born, their child. Yeah. And here's to the next 400. Track.